0: some of the trail hikes we were walking and we got cut off by like I think it was like a 12 foot water monitor just in the middle of the track (laughs) and if I don't know if you know anything about them but their saliva is uh if you get a bite by them it basically sends your body into like your body starts eating itself kind of deal because of how potent or toxic that their saliva is one two three four
1: (laughs) Hi Vibers! Today we're joined with a very special guest. He grew up in Barrie, has been living in Australia for three years, works as a landscaper, studied firefighting, and loves the gym and cooking. Please give a warm welcome to Adam Collins!
0: what's going on vibers how you doing
1: <laughs> um you look like you are in some paradise right now like it's nice in toronto but like you know florida looks a little <laughs> bit better right now so I'm yeah yeah or- or- How's the
0: orlando orlando has been fire we've been here for about a week now and the weather has been perfect all the way through no rain i think it's been like 32 all most days so I uh, can't complain.
1: <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. Now you were just telling me a couple minutes ago that you're, you're coming to Niagara, you're coming back to Ontario. So I'm praying yes, for you that the yes. weather's okay. Because like, after all the traveling you've done in the last like what month now coming to Ontario <laughs> yeah. and dealing with our weather might not be the best. <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm hoping I'm bringing it back for you guys. I'm hoping I'm bringing the warm weather back so we can all get out on the patios and have a good time. <laughs>
1: yes. Yes. Now, Our episode today is going to be talking about all of traveling adventures to do with you because you seem to be an avid traveler. I love traveling, so I love to hear about it. Let's kind of get started with what you've been up to this last month. So uh, when you left and where you've gone in this time.
0: Yeah, yeah. So this last month has been probably one of the most hectic ones this year. Um, We took off uh, for Thailand. And Thailand was absolutely incredible. We did Phuket, and we mainly stayed in Phuket. Strictly due just because I had my tattoo appointment. Okay, so nice. that was kind of in the middle. And then you have to put in heel time, which I didn't really think about. So that kind of knocked us out of doing Chiang Mai and the higher, the higher region, like more up north. But that just means we'll get a chance to go back and uh, do Bangkok and any of the islands that are up that way. But one of the best parts in Thailand was probably Phi Phi Island. I got to get back under the water because I haven't been under the water for scuba diving for, I don't know, probably about a year or two. No, probably just before COVID was the last time I got under the water. So Phi Phi Island was incredible. The animals were unreal and the dive was uh, packed full of as many animals as I could see. I saw sharks, octopus, water snakes, you name it. It was a
1: good time. (laughs) That's so cool. So you're certified to scuba dive then, obviously.
0: Yeah, yeah. I have uh, my rescue. So I have open, advanced and rescue. And I'm when I get back, I'm going to do my master's and my tech so I can go deeper. Wow, that's uh, so cool. The rescue kind of caps you off at 150 feet. But once you get to tech, then you can start doing caves and go like down to like 215. So that's the goal. That's the game plan in the next couple of years with the diving side of things anyway.
1: (laughs) That's so cool. I'm so jealous. I, I always actually wanted to get scuba dive certified, but do
0: it, do it. it.
1: So I lived in Turks and Caicos for two months and I was working at like a club med. Uh, and part of that, you were able to get certified and like you paid like next to nothing because you were working as a part of the crew. So you didn't really have to pay the full amount. And I had set it up to get certified And then I ended up being like, I fucking hate all of the, like, Uh, I don't know, cockroaches and all the shit that was going on there. And I couldn't live, like, living on a resort versus being a vacationer, two different things. So I ended up calling it a quits and I'm like, okay, I'm leaving. But I was still going to certify myself this same week until somebody was like, well... If you like don't come up properly and you get sick, like I forget what it is, o- oxygen sickness or whatever. And they're like, you're going to be stuck here for like a couple days. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, <laughs> to it. I'm like, well, I guess I'll have to leave it for another time. But yeah. I'm so jealous. What, where and when did you get certified?
0: So actually, it goes back to my dad. My dad's mil- air- he's ex-military now, but uh, hes he was in the Navy and he got me diving probably when I was 11 years old. So wow. I've been doing diving and then I did get into hard hat diving. I did hard hat diving, which is like air surface supplied. So, yep. you know, like the cartoons or like any of that where you're in like the big bouncy suits, that's yeah, yeah. basically hard hat diving. And I almost lost my life a couple times doing that. So I got out of that real quick. Just in the training program, I almost died a couple times, so I was just like, "Not for me." So uh, I went back to scuba, just PADI certification, yeah. where you have tanks. We have tanks on your back, and uh, much more comfortable, much much more cruisy, and you actually get to enjoy the dive a lot more because you're not worried about if something happens up top then you're screwed at the bottom (laughs)
1: yeah wow that's so that's so crazy so those experiences of like those close calls was it because like you got what is it called when you get sick underwater when you don't have enough oxygen Uh, you get you
0: get you get the bend so you're basically chemical imbalance or air gets trapped in your lungs and you come up and you pop your lungs will basically pop once you hit the surface because a lot of what a, a lot of the cases happens with. People coming up to the top, they don't do a proper breaks in in between.
1: Right, they come Um, up too fast.
0: Yeah, so then basically your oxygen level is too rich in your bloodstream, and then you get air bubbles. And then the the more you go up, you only get richer and richer and richer. Mm -hmm. And if you don't take the time to do those stops, you'll pop at the top. Or a lot of people will hold their breath actually on the way up because they get nervous of what's above them or just circumstances. And again, you'll just pop at the top. <laughs> and uh <laughs> you definitely you definitely don't want that so uh is i that always you to you no no so with your heart with the air surface applied you actually wear a helmet mm-hmm. and uh it seals up around your neck and that's basically your oxygen level like that's so you, all your air is just in your headpiece but there's the, a neck dam and so basically during the training you're doing 24 hour shifts and you're you're supposed to always change out the neck dam that's in the neck piece or in the headpiece Mm-hmm. and the guy that went so you, you go in partners and the guy after me has about the same size head as me and we've just been swapping out the whole time with no issues so i just didn't change out the headpiece and went down and i went down to about i think it was like 140 145 because we were doing dredging that day and mm-hmm. dredging is when you're blowing the water to make the because you're actually on the surface of the ground and you're clearing out the bottom space to go deeper deeper and deeper okay and then so basically once basically what happened once i started using the tools and moving around i started feeling leaking and then uh i was like uh, i turned the, the airflow on to try to because you can turn the air up and up yeah so then that started pushing the water out of the hat i was like okay i'm fine now and then all of a sudden it just was up to my mouth <laughs> and you're you're on intercoms much like we are right now so you're talking to from ground to top I was like, uh, guys, I think I got a problem. I got a leak, and uh, I basically said said my goodbyes, and uh, they pulled the rescue divers. My bucket was full by the time I got to the surface, and then uh, we I got chucked into the. Um, it's basically an oxygen tank, and it brings you back down to depth, so yeah. that you don't do don't do the popping thing like I said earlier. Yeah. So it just brings brings you back down to depth, and if you generally, if you get into that, you within the first three to five minutes, you'll be all right that brings you straight back down to the depth that you were at so your blood levels haven't hit anything yet yeah and then you just slowly come back up and i was sitting in there about two or three hours in this small confined little tube just questioning why the fuck am i doing this
1: (laughs) (laughs) fair enough see and that's what i was afraid of that's what everyone told me that they were like yeah if you don't properly come up like i mean you were in the heavier suit but they're like with scuba diving if you don't properly come up you're stuck in that compression whatever tank having to sit through yeah. hours just trying to yeah. work through it and i'm like fuck that like i don't want that yeah. that sounds horrible <laughs> yeah that's so but honestly but, but hard hats way
0: different than scuba and i always vouch for patty certifications and anything to do with patty I, I love it you're in a different world the you're basically you're inside a fish tank and you're part of the aquarium which is you know you can't really beat that and I dove Dominican, Mexico, I I dove all over and I've loved every, every patty dive I've loved. So
1: (laughs) yeah, that's cool. I, I have to say that I was very, very interested in it because like, I, I did snorkeling, which is like, obviously not the same, but I did snorkeling in Mexico with my fiance. I think like, maybe right after I was in Turks and Caicos. And like that was cool, but you were at like a place uh where everything is kind of like contained. But when I was in Turks and Caicos, I did an open water snorkel, which oh, like no. that that's shit. Like <laughs>
0: nothing,
1: nothing compares to that, right? Like no, like,
0: no, definitely I
1: not. here is something gonna eat me? Like I think yeah. I saw a shark, but I think it was like a nurse shark. But like okay, I, okay. I died inside. I was like holy shit this is the coolest thing I've ever experienced so scuba I can only imagine is like 100 times better
0: yeah 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 and because you just you're basically you've got an hour under there and you can just explore seek and it's just like I said it's just a different world and 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 there's no talking there's no noise it's just you and and the water and what's in it and uh, I've loved it ever since I was a kid and and there's a dive spot in Midhurst actually and That's where I did all my certifications. You can get your open for 300 bucks. So if you hear it, go for it.
1: (laughs) Hey, if I tell my fiance after this call, he's going to be like, I want to go because he grew up in Midhurst. So he's going to be like, let's do that shit. (laughs) (laughs)
0: And and (laughs) it's really good because like you train in a really deep pool and the coaches are all there and you don't do anything too crazy until you're very comfortable in the pool, obviously. So
1: yeah, that's, that's so cool. Okay, so so more about what else you were doing. So you went to Thailand. How long were you in Thailand for?
0: Two weeks? We were in Thailand for, no, no. We were in Thailand for about a month and three days, a month and three or four days. And we were just airbnb around. And honestly, I would always vouch for Airbnb because it, it was just one of the most incredible experiences. Like one of the Airbnbs, we lucked out and we got a four or five bedroom villa to oh, ourselves hi. just me and my girlfriend and we got two or three pools and it was just it was just you know what i mean it was just i don't even know i can't even explain it i'm still <laughs> in awe like thinking back of my thailand trip i'm like shit i can't believe that i actually made it there because it was it was for so long in the making because i i had tried to leave for thailand like three or four times during COVID, and i just kept getting knocked around and lost a lot of money trying to do so but we made it and it was The most incredible trip ever. We had the elephants. We did, we did so many, so many different things that we'd never do. And the food, the food was like no other, it was just such a mix of everything. And Mm -hmm. I actually did a cooking class and you can do, um, I did my favorite dish, which is the, uh, chicken Carrera, I think it's called. And it's just like, it's basically deep fried chicken with pasta noodles or like pate noodles. And I'm I'm pretty I'm alright at it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you'll be making that for your girlfriend like all the time now when you go back yeah, up, yeah, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah.
1: That's awesome. That's very very cool. Now you said that you got a tattoo in Thailand. So have you uh, yeah. have you ever gone to Thailand or like what sparked specifically going to that tattoo shop?
0: Oh, don't question. So I've actually been following that shop since I was like seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. And basically what got me into that shop was because they specialize in neo-traditional as well as realism. And yeah, so basically I'd been following them since I was 18. And then once I did get to Australia the first time, our plan was to actually do all of Indonesia, Bali, Thailand, all of that. But uh, that came to an abrupt stop. Even after I had paid for my tattoo and stuff, we we got sent home because of uh, what had happened in the world, which is obviously over now, thank God. But uh, yeah, so literally just... The, the style that they do, the safety, the cleanliness, the, the style of the shop, the people in the shop. I can't shout out enough to Bloodline Inc. in Patong. They've been going. They're Australian ran. So that's another reason why it went as well is because they're Australian ran and owned. Yep. And all of your tattoos, no matter what the cost, they give 50% of the work to the actual Thai workers. Because you're getting tattooed by the obviously Thai people. So they're very poor. Or poor, or it's a very poor country. But this shop gives back and and some to to the people that are in their family. It's a very close knit family ran shop, and that was one of the main reasons that I stuck with it and continued to follow it because they do pizza nights, movie nights, and and the owners. They I think one of them speaks really good Thai, and the other guy is like nah. But they they it, it's humans are crazy because a lot of things you can hand gesture, head nod. You, you can get your point across without having to speak and hugs and handshakes and everything goes so far. And this shop while, while being in it for just the four days that I was there was like watching, it, it was really cool. Cause they all just took care of each other, got coffees for each other, Gatoros, whatever anybody needed. It was, it was really cool and interesting to watch. And I I'm beyond grateful with the work that was done. And I think I'll probably end up going back and getting something else done. <laughs>
1: you got two, two leg pieces, right? It was both your calves.
0: No, so I did my, my front and my back of my calf. And then I did okay. the back of my knee and then I did um, my ass cheek down to my knee. Oh, cool. So the back oh. of my knee. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot, so a lot. <laughs> it was, I think, uh, I think it was like 36 hours under the gun straight. So yeah. it was pretty hectic. But... <laughs> That's crazy yeah that's
1: so that's so cool okay and then so you're thailand for a month and then you went to florida and then how long have you been in florida in total now
0: we have been in florida now a week and five days or four days and okay. we take off today sadly but then we're in niagara for i think about a week and then we're back to work in uh, good old barry ontario
1: <laughs> wait what back to work are you not going back to us really so the
0: it's very hard to stay there and for what so I don't want to be a laborer anymore I have much more potential than that and I know that and I've just been kind of doing what I need to to be able to travel and to experience the things that I have got to experience but now it's kind of time for me to buckle down and um, get some actual finances behind me and to do that in a different country is a lot more difficult than uh, I had imagined so uh, I'm going to get some footing under me and then I'm not done with australia by any means my my ultimate goal is to have three a a trifecta they call it it's three airbnbs one in your hometown one in where you dream to live and then one where you want a vacation
1: yeah
0: and so it was really cool actually while we were in thailand our our neighbors in our last resort they were traveling and they were from vancouver so that was pretty cool but they had been living in mexico for about a year and a half two years and they have two airbnbs one was back in vancouver and one was in mexico and basically those Airbnbs were fronting them so that they could, they, and the reason they were in Thailand was so that they could scout out their third Airbnb. So it was really great to be able to meet them, connect with them and get all their info because yep. now I can just pick their brain and hopefully they can help me get my feet beneath me once I do actually um, get going with that adventure of mine. So that-
1: that's so cool. Okay, I didn't realize that you were coming back to Barry like for good, or at least for a bit. So yeah, let's, yeah. Let's talk about your time in Australia then, because you were there for yeah, a few years. Yeah. So what what made you decide to go to Australia, and then what did you kind of get up to uh, for the time that you were there?
0: So it was really really cool. We did two years before COVID, so we got to see pre-COVID, and then we got to see after COVID. And part of the reason we're coming home is because of after COVID. But the first two years were like. It was out of an, it was out of a, my life was a movie and every weekend, every day was something different. And the stories that have come from it have just been like unforgettable and I'll never lose them. And, you know, I, I don't know, just getting there. Okay. So first off, getting there is such a, such a trip and a half. It starts off. We did this both, both times the first month and a half or the first month before traveling, you are selling absolutely everything you own so that you can fund what you're going to be up to, what you're going to be getting up to. And you basically have to have about enough money for, I would say a month and a half, because that's Mm -hmm. how long it took generally to get a new job or to get your feet beneath you with getting income coming in. But once you do get there and you're on the visa and you're over there, it's literally the exact same thing as home where you're just applying for jobs on Indeed. So to take a lot of fear out of people's mind, it's just as easy and there's just as much work over there as there is back home except okay. you're paycheck to paycheck in Australia.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but then you, then you add the hostel environment in, which was what we did, what what I did. So I went originally with five of my best friends the first time we went and we did hostels all the way through and the people that you're to meet. And like I said, you meet a lot of friends, a lot of crazy people. And basically you create your own family and that family helps you get to the next level. Whereas I would say the first, I met these incredible girls, and they're from Ottawa, actually. Go Mm -hmm. shout out Ottawa. Their name's Sarah (laughs) and Amanda, and uh, they helped me out a lot by helping me get into uh, our first apartment, because we had enough of the hostel living, because you can only drink so much before you uh, wake up and uh, (laughs) you're not loving it anymore. But we basically got into this rooftop penthouse uh, apartment the first time we were there, and it was me, Stan, Amanda, and Sarah, and the kindness of, that these girls showed was just like no other because they actually ended up fronting me for the first two weeks, and because I had, I had uh, lost my job slash been fired from my job, so oh, they, <laughs> so they fronted me for the first two weeks, and then I obviously got got them back and was beyond grateful for their help. But and we're still in contact here and there, but they were you, you just meet so many incredible people, and getting back to it. Once you get into your place of living, that's kind of once you're set up and you're able to start planning your trips, start planning your day trips, getting a car, getting a car just as simple as back home as well, just straight up on Facebook Marketplace. I think the second time around, we were set up within the first week we were there. And then we were like, oh, shit, we thought it's was going to be a little bit more difficult. We thought it was going to be more of a challenge, yeah, but it wasn't. And the first time, to- but the first time it took us probably – I would say four or five, maybe even six months to get to, to get our feet under us because we were just having a time and I guess different purposes as well because the first time we were going strictly just a backpack and get all the way around Australia, which we did, I actually drove, I think it was like 55 60,000, I, I don't know, there, a lot of kilometers because I drove top, down, right, left it, and just nonstop and it was incredible incredible
1: what was your favorite part like where in australia would be like your favorite part if you could go back like over and over again
0: i okay so so this time around we did go back to our favorite spot which was queensland it's on the east coast yep and it's a little town called surfers paradise but it honestly it got decimated by covid so we it was completely different vibes completely because it was a very much tourist town and Mm -hmm. as in It thrived off of backpackers and all the jobs were supported by backpackers. So going back, it was kind of like a ghost town. But off of the first trip, we would go again and again to Queensland because it's party life, it's adventure life, there's trails, there's beaches, there's absolutely everything you need. But if you're looking for like a chill vibe, the West Coast was much like Canada, the best coast because <laughs> you have all of the animals. You have, like your kangaroos, your camels. You have dolphins, sharks, everything. All looking at you, like you're and you're along the coastline too. There, the best place there was Esperance. Okay, you actually drive. You drive your car through the mountains down into this crevice where you open up onto this beach, and then you actually end up driving your car out onto the beach. And we slept there for probably about a week. We stopped the trip there because we were just like. There was kangaroos on the beachfront. There was dolphins in the foreground uh, or the background, sorry. And uh, it was like a fair, like I was really Facetime my dad every day, just like, le- like waking up, having a coffee much like today, but I'm staring at a pod of dolphins, slapping their tails, jumping out of the water, surfing wow. in the waves. And we were just beyond captivated by the West Coast because of its beauty. And like, it was like no other, but, but their west coast is much like our east coast where it's very very laid back very chill not very many people so the part if you go up higher where than we did we went we made it to perth and there's like maybe five or six bars but if you go up to Broome or darwin which is like we'll say like calgary alberta where there's like mining and all that that's it's like a little city because of the mining that's going on there so that's why that gets kicked off there so we didn't make it that far because we had made it far enough. And uh, <laughs> sadly, but I, we will make it back there at some point. But yeah, I don't know. Very torn because I guess as you get older, you kind of look for the more chill vibes. And I think to settle, I would do West Coast because you just chill, surf, chill out on the beach, Barbie wherever you want, cookouts, drink. And that that was that's another huge thing, too, is like, you're so much less like it's it's weird australia you're so much less controlled but controlled all at the same time whereas in like everything you do in australia you're under camera there's a cctv footage every 500 meters you are wow. on camera everywhere and anywhere you go but you can go and crack a beer open on the beach put your feet up and watch the sunset come down so it's it, it's a toss-up at what what your comfortability level is with being on camera or being tracked 24 seven. But yeah, it was, it was, I can like, I'll never be done with Australia.
1: <laughs> it's so cool. It's one of the places that I've always wanted to go. I, I actually uh, lived in Banff for about a year oh. and like Banff is like Aussie central. There's like everyone from Australia or New Zealand. There's so many people. And actually I was fortunate enough that uh, during my time that my uh, roommate and one of my really close friends, she was from Australia. So I got to just experience <laughs> what yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. around in Aussie all the time. And Breakfast. she was she was crazy. She was so much fun. I love her so so much uh, like we don't we don't get to chat as much now especially with the time difference and stuff but yeah. uh we we catch up here and there but i actually i'm going to be inviting her to my wedding so hey, <laughs> better go she's been in <laughs> to australia for like 4 years and i mean i wanted to go it's so expensive though but i wanted to go she would put yeah. me up but then covid hit so i never actually ended up making it out there i mean maybe one day <laughs> yeah yeah
0: yeah, yeah. No, but I- it's definitely worth it
1: I really have to know though because like this is a question that i've always had you being from canada like you know i if i asked an australian this they're they're accustomed to it is there really like that many scary things that can kill you like snakes
0: (laughs) no okay this is a great great question uh so we did live mainly city where we saw nothing like And we moved home and we saw more spiders than we did ever in the showers or whatever. But no, there was, and then when we did our farm work, that's when we saw like, once you're outside of the city and out of the cars and people, yeah, you're going to see some shit, but (laughs) uh, in the city, in your apartments, in your hostels, there's, I, I won't say you'll never see it, but we (laughs) never saw it. But the stuff that we did get to come across was pretty wild. Like, Some of the trail hikes we were walking and we got cut off by uh, like, I think it was like a 12 foot water monitor just in the middle of the track. And if, I don't know if you know anything about them, but their saliva is, uh, if you get a bite by them, it'll base, it basically sends your body into like eating. It's, uh, it's really dark. It's weird. It's the saliva sends you into like your body starts eating itself kind of deal because of how potent or toxic that their saliva is. So me and Emily are just standing in the middle of the trail waiting for this thing to either come at us or, like, go left or right. And it eventually just went down off the trail. But we were, like, holy shit.
1: That's terrifying. That's the shit that I'm, <laughs> yeah. like, should I go to Australia? Like, I have yeah. just weird luck. So, I'm, like, I would definitely be one of those people that would encounter some fucking crazy spider snake, <laughs> yeah. something that for sure is going to try to eat me. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool, though. Like, I... I am so jealous, like beyond jealous. I've always wanted to go to Australia like that, that in Hawaii. You
0: got it. You got to do it. You got to do it. Even if you just do the tourist visa, which is three months. And yeah. I th- I think it's possible to bang out, bang it out all of the, the main destination spots in that time for sure. But it would pr- like, it'll, it'll cost you a bit, but it's yeah. definitely worth it.
1: But with the tourist visa, maybe you can enlighten me. Um, isn't there an age cutoff where like you have yeah. to be under 30?
0: Yeah, so that's actually the reason why I'm doing all of my traveling now is because Canadians actually get cut off from any of the working visas. So you're working holiday visas at 35 and you can only take those out once in a lifetime. So once you are once you hit that age group or once you've reused it or used it, it's done. The only reason we got to go back to Australia is because they came up with a, a COVID relief visa so mm-hmm. our first visa was only affected by a week and then they gave us a whole new year for our, so when we applied so and it was free because they they're they trying to bring the tourist tourism back up obviously so
1: i have time i'm 31 yeah so yeah, I have time. yeah exactly but i really exactly. want
0: to do it <laughs> yeah and then the tourist ones i think you can do as many times as you want but you get three months and you can't work on them
1: okay yeah so you'd really have to be banking a bunch of money, go on like a, yeah, a yeah, fun yeah, adventure yeah. for for yeah. some time. Yeah. Well, that's that's very very cool. All right, so there are so many things that we can talk about, but more specifically, you told me you have some crazy fucking stories from all of your <laughs> traveling. So yeah. I I really I really want to know some some stories, and it doesn't specifically have to be about Australia. It can be about time you've traveled anywhere so tell me about like one of your weirdest nights out that you've had whether it's good or bad weird
0: <laughs> yeah okay well I'll, uh, this goes back to the uh, job that I uh, got fired from so I was actually working at this hostel and I was doing like maintenance for them like general maintenance so like cleaning or breaking or like fixing any broken beds TV stands whatever and then we, we they actually started building a bar beneath it for like all the backpackers so I actually got to help out and you know, mix them in or do whatever I had to do to do that. But so I was working for this hostel and it was just super casual. It was like maybe three days a week. So I could just keep doing what I was doing. Just, you know, fucking around. And anyway, one of the guys that the girls knew, so we'll go back to Sarah and Amanda. They were working at Global Work and Travel, which is like a tourist company. I actually eventually ended up working for that company afterwards. but they host a white party at the top of the Hotel or hostel, it's like a hotel hostel combo. So they host a white party at the top of this building once a year, and this guy made it seem like it was going to be absolutely insane. And I wasn't working at this time, so I I kicked off at like nine a.m. for this thing, and it was like all inclusive drinks and 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 other (laughs) stuff. And we got anyway, so just drinking all day. We get to the white party, and it's a soirée like super fancy. Everyone's just kind of standing like a cocktail party kind of deal. And I am blitz. Like I am <laughs> fucked up. I can barely fucking stand. I've gotten in the door and I'm still sculling. I'm smashing wine because there's girls walking around with wine bottles, like wine, wine plates and shit because the first two hours was like bottomless white wine or something. And no one's dancing. No one's on the dance floor and there's DJ. So uh, I obviously <laughs> take, I take my tarp off. I get out on the dance floor and I pull up this old girl and she was loving it. She was loving it. Her husband did not love it. And <laughs> no. he, he ended up getting security. And I was shortly escorted after that off of the property. Anyway, I wake up and I go to work. Nothing's happened yet. Nothing's happened yet. And I go to go for a beer with my boss after work at the there's like a little sidebar gambling area and the the guy that gave us the beers go you hear about the fucked up guy last night and i'm like no fucking way is this coming back to bite me right now he's like yeah this there's this fucked up guy last night just fucking everything up for that white party but he had a good time doing it and i'm just like looking the other way but i'm paying for my boss's beer at the same time i'm just like and my boss is standing beside me and i'm like Okay, just don't say a thing. I wasn't there. My boss doesn't think I was there. Yeah. And get to the table, sit down and ignore it. We get to the table, we sit down. He gets a text message and it's a video screen of me. And then a side-by-side, because like I told you, they have video and surveillance everywhere. A side-by-side of me in my work clothes beside, this, beside the video of me in my holding my teeth, or I think I had it tied around my head at the time. And I was so full, oh, and he, all he does is he goes, um, uh, were you at the white party last night? He gave me a shot to, he gave me a shot to like, you know, explain myself and I said, absolutely not. Cause I had, I didn't think that, I didn't think that there was anything that could come back. Yeah. And he goes, I don't believe you, are you sure? And I was like, "Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure, why? And he goes, well, I got this really nice picture of you, and I was like, <laughs> you're screwed. <laughs> yeah, and he goes, the higher ups have, have asked me to let you go, and I was like, all right, well, can we finish this beer? <laughs> and <laughs> and we we actually still like the boss had no issue with me, so I actually ended up sending him other backpackers to fill my spot as I travel along, and I still keep in touch with him, but yeah. More of the story. Wait for the bottomless uh, wine, I guess. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or don't pregame so hard before you go. It was yeah, the pregame. Yeah. You got <laughs> you got fucked before you went, not knowing what the expectation yeah. party was.
0: I, I said it. I said it way up here, but like it was, it was there. It's just the people weren't matching it. Like there were girls in bird suits walking around on stilts. There wow. was like a fire ring. Like it was fucking. It could have been like a Project X party, but everybody's just standing at like coffee tables being tame as fuck. And I'm in the middle <laughs> of the dance floor, like <laughs> doing the worm and shit.
1: Like, It could have been a rager. They just weren't <laughs> meeting have, the vibes. Let's be yeah, real. The vibe wasn't a-
0: real. They Yeah, they were all being very tame, very tame.
1: Hey, I'm not going to lie. I've definitely had a couple of those nights where, you know, you think it's going to go one way. So you set your, uh, yourself up for that. Yeah. And I mean, I've had a couple of those berry bar nights. I'm not going to fucking lie. Oh, so,
0: the berry, the berry <laughs> nights.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, downtown, very good times. I'm an OG, like the mansion girl. Like I oh, yeah, yeah, at the mansion when the mansion was around when I was still living there. So yeah, I've had one too many of those nights for myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so now let's talk about your most fun night out so anywhere anywhere that you've ever oh, been most One,
0: fun night out or
1: just a story that really like sticks yeah, up.
0: yeah absolutely so we actually met, we met this absolutely brilliant guy from the UK he was hit by a car but he got this massive settlement and that's why he made his way to Australia he got like five million dollar five million dollar payout but the UK dollar is double the Australian dollar so he basically had fun money. <laughs> uh, anyway, he ended up taking us out on this yacht party. So it's another white party, but on the on the ocean, yep. and you're on this boat for hours, and it was uh, absolutely incredible because they okay. shot fireworks off the boat, and it was just like such a you were it was a you it was such a euphoric moment, and that moment will always be locked in my head as I'm sipping something and just watching the fireworks go off in the middle of the ocean, dressed in white with all my best mates and everybody's looking fly. And it was just such a good time because it was just, there was no issues and no dramas and nothing could matter in the world. And and on my low days, that's one of the times that I think about to pick myself back up and just think I can, I can be there again. And I've obviously made it there again. And yeah, a, a lot about life is manifesting and I, I full heartedly believe that your mindset sets what's coming to you next and I'm not done yet
1: (laughs) I know and I believe that for you I can feel it I'm all about manifestation as well and like I believe that like what you put out is what you get so you keep putting out that good shit them good vibes and you'll just keep getting them in return you know exactly
0: (laughs) sorry I actually had vibes tattooed on me but uh we we just covered it up so I'll have to get back on me somewhere else but I was one of the sad ones to let go.
1: (laughs) I I know. I actually, that's one tattoo that I don't have. I should probably get somewhere like good vibes only. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit all the time. I'm like, I don't want your bad shit. Keep it away. (laughs) No, no, (laughs) no i love that so much okay now tell me about your one of your worst nights out like and this can be anywhere this can be Barry. i know you're talking about australia this can be Barry. this can be you know a time that uh you went somewhere else i'll have to ask you after where you traveled but yeah give me like your worst night out or like your craziest bad story uh (laughs) oh uh no judgment um, here at least from me so so you you uh, choose what you want to tell me
0: <laughs> i don't even uh, there's t- there's a couple <laughs> uh we'll go with like a more a more tame one we'll do we'll just do my most recent one i guess the birth the birthday one was pretty fucked up in thailand you pay a certain amount when you go to a bar and <laughs> you get free drinks the whole night oh wow. i don't really have yeah i don't have a cutoff and they don't cut you off um oh, shit. so they let me keep going and uh, i got pretty blissed and like my girlfriend has a video of me trying to go get another drink and i knock like i'm a big guy so i knocked like four people over oh, getting no. to the counter <laughs> to get another drink and they still gave me another fucking drink Oh my and, God. Uh, but no and then uh and then i was gone at that point so maybe it's a more shitty story for her because she had to <laughs> get us back to our hotel with the help of Thai guys and uh, get yeah, us she onto wasn't a tuck carrying tuck.
1: you. She was not <laughs> no. carrying you. You're you're probably what like double her size. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it t- I think she said it took like five Thai guys to carry me to a tuk-tuk,
1: mm-hmm. and then
0: I, they didn't even put me in the seat. They just threw me in there, and it was a hour back to uh, where we were staying at the time. So I'm just flat out on the back of this fucking basically like a truck bed with a roof on it and my feet are dangling off because it's a ton so it's not it's like it's like the size of like like I don't know like a small car but it's just got like a truck bed basically so my feet are halfway sticking out the truck (laughs) I'm like KO'd in the back and and then yeah I don't know that was that was a tame one but (laughs) yeah you don't need to pull you know I'm not pulling out the dark ones no okay okay,
1: fair no no that's totally fair hey at least when you were like passed out in the back like you weren't thrown up everywhere so like
0: no no that's actually one of my talents is I I still to 30 have not been one to throw up I just black out and pass out <laughs> oh you are so, so
1: lucky you are so lucky let's hope that doesn't yeah, happen to you going into I, know, the- I know I know I know like, I, I mean, hope it does not change I, I'm 31 but like I was I was uh rallying like I was fucking puking at a party oh, yeah, and just yeah, going yeah. back out and still drinking like you know puking rally but like yeah. I wish I could I wish I never experienced that but but I have one one too many times yeah, yeah. oh that's funny yeah that's not that's not too bad that is pretty I
0: think it's, I think it's worse for her yeah, <laughs> she like, t- she she's ahead. telling me this story after and I'm just like how the fuck did you get us back here? Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, that's see, that's crazy. See, I was notorious. And I, I mean, I don't know if I should be proud of this, but I was notorious for like blacking out every single time I would go to a bar. Like I was like, oh no, yeah. you need to you need to get fucked up before you get to the bar. So you spend less money. And like, that's, that's <laughs> yeah, the goal. Yeah. That's, and that's, go, that's the key. Yeah, that and then I would, the totally, I would totally black out. Like, I mean, for a guy, I feel like it's worse because at least as a girl, like you can go to the bar and like, maybe you can swing a couple of free drinks. But- <laughs> <laughs> no like I need to get really fucked up before I go to the bar yeah. so that it's fun and then yeah but uh, I would yeah I would royally black out like every single time now I'm like okay the goal is to like not black out maybe brown out a little bit but like we're not gonna <laughs> <Yeah>. black out <Like,
0: laughs> it, it's that medium that medium level you know
1: <laughs> yeah exactly exactly okay now let's talk about where you've traveled so uh, like you oh, yeah. traveled quite a bit but where have you gotten to experience like is that list like crazy long
0: yeah it's yeah yeah so going back to my dad i guess he was military so we travel around for my childhood but then once my parents separated me and him actually came up with a plan to just take off for i think about three weeks a year so because he dives as well mm-hmm. so we've done. We've dove Dominican, we've dove Cayman Islands, we've dove Mexico, we've dove Australia together, we've dove there's one more somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think West Coast Canada, but the list is pretty long. Like Iceland was still by far one of the most incredible trips I've ever had. Met a really nice person there as well. Her name's Sif, and she is an absolute legend. She just started her family. She's got about two kids now. And she's still an absolute goat. So she's still tattooed on me. We didn't cover that one up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's awesome.
0: <laughs> but no, the list, the, and honestly, it's just going to keep growing. Cause like, as soon as I'm getting, I always buy my stuff in advance and then I have something to look forward to. So like while I'm grinding or I've got my head down, just working, working, working At the end of the, at the end of the day, there's the light. So on your dark days, you're just like, at least I'll be gone in like a month, two months. And then that time slowly chips away. But yeah, so the next spot is most definitely going to be Egypt and uh, I'm thinking Dubai. Just to have something completely different than where we have been traveling, which is like beaches and oceans and parties and stuff. But I want to get into the Egyptian mythology and all, or the Egyptian history. And I, I don't know. I want to indulge myself in that because there's a lot of weird shit going on in the world with like aliens and shit right now. So I got to go check <laughs> it out. got to go check it out for myself. Got to go see what's going on over there. And, uh, of course, get our camel and maybe an ATV in the dunes or something and just mess about over there.
1: That's really cool. I think Dubai would be really fun. I have a girlfriend, too. Same thing. Like, Banff is one of those places that it kind of opens you up to a world of different people that kind of all have the same – idea where they all want to travel so i uh, yeah. i met a girl who was from the uk who she actually we worked at the fairmont while we were in Banff. so she worked at the fairmont in Banff and then she went back to um the uk was working at the fairmont there and then she eventually actually ended up in dubai so she she works wow. in dubai she's been there for i think i want to say going on three years and she's always like yeah wow. you ever want to come like come wow. in and stay with me yeah. i'm like fuck I need more vacation to do yeah all that. So I know Dubai's up there I see the stuff that she posts and I'm like that looks like the coolest place ever like I want to go right now. how
0: wild does Dubai look well it looks insane so it looks I, pretty that's that def- it's there yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah it looks and it just looks so posh too it looks so proper yeah. and like fancy and just like a, a good I love dressing up and like that's probably like the reason I go out is because you get to wear fancy shit and have a good yep. time Yep. so dubai looks like a place to be fancy and have a good time
1: yeah so then we're gonna have to touch base if you end up going to uh egypt and dubai <laughs> yeah. then we're gonna have to yeah. do like a second part of this yeah. whole episode yeah, yeah, yeah. so you can tell me about all of that <laughs> and and any fun things that happen while you're there yeah. that's that's so cool so then tell me tell me like your top like three places that you've ever been and then tell me your top three that you still want to go to
0: okay yeah that's fair I, again, Iceland was, Iceland was so incredible. You you just, you're literally just frolicking. There's no animals. There's nothing that can hurt you. So you can do, you can, you see a mountain, you just go climb it with no risk, no issues, nothing. The people were absolutely incredible. The, the food there was slightly different. They party till like six, the bars don't shut. So you're up all day, all night. Iceland was by far, and they have the tectonic plates there. If anybody didn't know that, that's where like, (laughs) that's pretty cool so they have land tectonic plates as well as underwater tectonic plates so that was pretty cool we could check that out second one would have to be it would have to be australia because i spent three years there There, incredible hands down beachy vibey chills sunset i i i I don't know how to wrap australia like i said i don't think i'm done with australia yet it's just it's such a nice the vibes there are just insane incredible i i I literally can't put words to how australia makes me feel and how it warms my soul once i'm there the third one would have to be the trip caymans with my dad the 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 caymans smallest tiniest island you can bike the whole thing in like i think it was like three hours we did it in shops so you got all your fancy shops there of course the diving there is phenomenal the food there is really good as well and the people are on the poorer side, but they're super, super happy, and they, they were, they, they kind of made the trip because they just. You, I always like to immerse myself in the people that are actually living there on the day in and day out. Yeah, which is why I like to travel for so long. Like I don't like going a place for like a week or two weeks because you don't actually get to know how that side of the world or that that portion of the, the wherever you are is actually getting on. Because it's just not long enough. So that's one of the reasons I do travel so long is so that I can actually immerse myself in, in their, what you can say cultures or whatever you want to say, their, their day-to-day life. And just say you've been a part of it and just sitting back, having a coffee and, and watching. I'm a people watcher, so it's just <laughs> awesome to just watch how they do. And, and for the, like I said, for the most part, we're, we're all the same at the end of the day, no matter where you are it's just a different language and that's it it's pretty cool and then my third one thailand was really pretty what nobody talks about it though is it is very stinky very very stinky Really, i
1: wouldn't have known because they
0: i know no one talks about it and it's not on any tiktoks that we looked at (laughs) or anything like that because i i feel like socials do only show a lot of the positives but while you're walking around the streets It's really they don't have a proper disposal of their it's still a poor country so they don't they don't get rid of their garbage they just have piles of garbage wherever they find a spot to put it (laughs) so you'll walk by and it'll just be waves after waves but but like I said it's still very very pretty and and I would have to say it's it's on my top three because again the people the people made the trip in Thailand they were so 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 helpful Mm -hmm. France and Amsterdam, the people were terrible. The people wouldn't even help you find your way off the subway. They would pretend they didn't speak your language, even though it's, like, I know a little bit of French, so, like, I yeah. can get by. But, like, they – they as soon as I tried – because I guess with French, there's, like – you have, like, your tongues of French or, like – I don't know how to say it, but it's, like, as soon as they know that you're just bullshitting French, they're just like, nah, we're not helping you. You know what I mean? So – yeah. France France, and Amsterdam, the people were absolutely trash, but the place was very nice. The, the scenery obviously was gorgeous there and the food was good there.
1: Pro tip yeah, for t- France next time is that if you yeah. go to France, you have to tell them that you're Canadian. So when they see an English speaking person, they assume that they're American. They hate Americans. Canadians? <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. It's true. I actually did a semester. Okay. Okay. I lived in France for two months. So if they know oh, that... Yeah, if they know that you're Canadian, they, they're they not always, like, as nice, but they'll be nicer. But they also do not like, uh, and, and when you're saying the tongues of the different types of French. So, like, there's what they call is true French. So, think of it as, like, very prim and proper the way that they speak yeah. French versus, like, what we grew up, like, being from Canada and, like, the shit that we learn in, in school. The French <laughs> yeah, that I'm we're, 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 we're sure. taught is shit. And then, yeah. then there's uh, Quebecois. So like the stuff that like in Quebec they speak, which is very slangy. So like, whereas we would say, "Oh, this is that's a good job," or like you would say, "That's cool," or or that's chill. Like that's very slangy. And if they if they catch you speaking like Quebecois and very slangy, they will snuff you. Like they will be so. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: You. we because got like, snuffed everywhere. We got oh, snuffed everywhere. <laughs>
1: (laughs) Big time, like I, uh, when I did my semester abroad, like I spoke like very little French, just the shit that you learn in in high school. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't like French, so I never paid enough attention. (laughs) And then I had somebody with me uh, that was from Montreal. So he spoke Quebecois. Anytime he would speak, people would ignore him. People wouldn't talk to him. They'd straight up not talk to him. They didn't want to give him the time of day because they fucking hate the slang. (laughs) So that's, that's a pro tip, if you ever go back, Just okay. okay. Canadian and then they'll sometimes not always, sometimes they'll be a little bit nicer to you. Because I learned that the perfect too. People were people are pretty rude in France. But when you when you get to know some people, it's not as bad. Okay.
0: Point taken. I'll I'll put that down.
1: (laughs) It's a beautiful place. I wanna go back. That's my place.
0: No, it is very gorgeous. Like scenery, everything there was like gorgeous. Very, very gorgeous. I would definitely go back because of because of what it is. But yeah. yeah.
1: The people are (laughs) Yeah, they're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So let's just quickly tell me the top three places that either if it's somewhere that you've already booked, like you were saying, Egypt or or Dubai, or um somewhere that you for sure want to go in the future. Then I have one question to ask you and then a quick this or that, and then we are good.
0: Okay, perfect. I'll I'll start it straight off with South Africa because they have the great white sharks. Uh I got snuffed in Australia. They hadn't showed up there when I had tried to dive with them. Um, but apparently South Africa, they've got them all times of the year. And they know how to get them out proper for uh, for people to see while they're diving. So, And then, of course, all the other animals that are there as well. The uh, and, and I want to do like a, a safari there so you can see them roaming uh, freely because behind the cage or whatever in a zoo is not as sweet as definitely seeing what they do in their own environment. So that one for sure is, I would say, right behind Egypt. And then the Maldives just to escape and get on one of those cabins that is just out in the ocean and just chill out, see you, chill out, relax, vibes, just, I don't know, party. Yeah. And just soak it up. Like, I don't think I would even leave the cabin that is just on the water there. Like the, the, the scenery that's there, would be well, I'd probably dive or snorkel. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. That's about it.
1: Yeah, you'd stay pretty much there though. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Yeah. And then Egypt was your other one. So those are your top three? Yeah. 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 Okay. Love yeah, it. Yeah, okay. Definitely. So then one last question to close it out. So uh I like to know this because I've struggled with this as well. Um, what have you learned most about living and leaving your hometown? Like, and what it's like being away for so long. And then also what it's like coming back.
0: Yeah. The coming back part, probably the worst culture shock down that you'll probably ever face in your life because no matter who you talk to, they'll never be on the same page as you. They'll never understand what you've gone through. They'll never understand what you've seen, done, experienced because they, a lot of people have not left their hometown haven't even got on a plane haven't even put their feet in the ocean so to try and to ex- like a, to try to explain or not even explain to just talk about your experiences it's it's a, like my my family specifically they're they're very academia so they're very school they're very proper they're very working very hard to the next steps of the traditional house wedding you
1: mm-hmm. know
0: kids kind of deal Um, So to try to explain to them how freeing it is and how nice it is to be away from outside opinions, outside beliefs, Mm -hmm. outside anything, it won't take and it will never take. And that's probably the hardest thing to wrap your head around is no matter what you learn while you're traveling, you've learned it and you can't really share it because they haven't experienced it. So it's so it's uh, (laughs) as much as you want to share your experience. Most people will get jealous, sad or talk you down because they haven't experienced it and they'll never experience it because of whatever their beliefs are, or their scares are, or their fears are. But the only thing I can say is that traveling is something that is dying. Everything is getting very, very expensive and it will be much, much harder to travel in the future, I think, because they are trying to get the people to stay in their hometowns and, you know, work, work, work. But traveling itself is the most freeing and incredible experiences that you'll ever face in your life. And the only person that can ever do, and I, I, it's hard to put into words what traveling's done for me and the realizations that you come across and the realizations that you come across with your even your best friends. You You will literally come home and you've known a person your whole life and you'll look at them or they'll look at you, sorry. A completely different way because you've done something that they'll never ever not not that they not that they can't do it. It's just something that they don't want to do, or even yeah, they don't even want to do it. They want to do that traditional, you know, save for their retirement. They want to do what they've been told to do and keep doing it. And generational thing where they for getting out on once you get to the end, you're looking back and what have you done? You've done a two week trip to Mexico. You've done no, no, I, no, that's hard. You can't knock any experiences that anybody's having because that's. I think that's what I wrestle with the most because I really don't give a fuck, and I really just want to get as much as I can before I pass out. And if I were to get hit by a bus tomorrow, I would literally be smiling as I'm getting hit by the bus. I I would have a flash of all the experiences that I've ever had, and I could. I, I would be. If, like I said, if the plane goes down as I'm coming home to tomorrow, I would be so fucking happy. If it yeah. didn't, that'd be even better. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, of course. But you know what I mean? Whereas yeah. someone who hasn't quite wrapped their head around on getting experiences versus getting the bank, the money always, always, always comes back. I'm telling you right now, I'm coming back with no money. Yeah. And by the end of the year I'll be top back up. I, and I and I'm not stressing about it because money comes and goes. The yeah. only thing you can't get back is time. And that's the one thing that I wrestled with the most during that 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 uh we everybody lost two years of their life and yeah. everybody's two years older and you don't get that time back and that's all i can say about traveling is it's once in a lifetime and and that's it you can only live it up you can you gotta experience while you can because because yeah. you see the other spectrum as well when you're traveling is the older people travel and they can't quite do all of the things that they wanted to do once they get there because they have an injury they are slower they are they have the money to do it but they don't quite have the wits about them to do it so it's a toss-up on you definitely have to choose on what what you want to do whether that's financial or travel uh, but my goal is to be able to do both with no issues so that's one of the main reasons i'm coming home is that i can stack up that account so i don't have any real dramas while i am still exploring the world
1: yeah i relate to everything that you say so much because I mean, both of us being from Barry, I love Barry. Don't get me wrong, but uh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, a, yeah. Most it's definitely. a
1: mentality of like a lot of people are content with staying there and not not going too much far outside. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but that's not how I would ever choose to live my life. And you and I are close in age to your uh, yeah. ninety-three. I, I'm ninety-two, and yeah, I'm sitting pretty, thirty-one years old, but I'm still renting, uh, which yeah. is because I chose to. Take all of that time in my twenties to go and explore and travel and and experience different things because you know getting into a home immediately wasn't my priority. My priority was having those experiences because just like you say, it's great if you can stack up all this money and have all of these things, but then by the time you hit fifty, when you have money and you can do all this traveling, yeah. are you gonna want to do the same things? Probably not. Are you gonna want to yeah. hike, uh, you know, a huge trail or mountain <laughs> exactly. or something? you know, unless you're in like peak physique, which I mean, I hope that I am at that point. But it's just it's different experiences. You're not going to have like, you know, those all nighters and crazy fun nights.
0: Exactly.
1: Those experiences, whether positive or negative, are actually what's molding you into being the person that you are today and the person that you're going to be tomorrow. And I think that unfortunately not everybody takes the time or wants to have those experiences which is fine but that's why some people are very content with doing the bare minimum and, and having that you know monotonous like groundhog day doing the same thing and I mean I don't mind that either but I also still need to get those experiences so like yeah. I, I grew up in Barrie um I went to Georgian college I didn't even actually go to college like out of town, so I missed a little bit of that oh, yeah, college yeah. experience. But then, immediately, when I had the opportunity, I did a co op term oh, okay. in Muskoka. I got out of Barrie, then, I immediately went to France and did a semester abroad in France. And then, I came home for six months and I moved out to Banff for a year. Then, I went to Turks and Caicos. Like, I did wow. things that yeah. like you know, it, it's, it's what's molded me into the person that I am today. It's stuff that I've learned, um, uh, that has built me into, you know, the powerhouse that I am when it comes to my career too. Yes,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 That shit. You need those experiences to become who you are and to build those fundamentals because going and exploring and immersing yourself in a different culture and in another city and another town, you, you understand the world a little bit differently and you have a different perspective and that always kind of sits with you and, and coming home, it is really hard. You go into like this and and I really hope, you know, you have your girlfriend and yeah. I hear that you you make it through that time because the first couple months fucking suck. <laughs> like yeah. nobody gets it. Yeah. I'm just at the same place I'm in this depressing fucking hole of right. a city yeah. there's so much more out here and Barry's the worst you guys should move to Toronto because that's where I live <laughs> Toronto
0: yeah.
1: Better Toronto is better you get to still feel like you know you're immersed in different cultures and, and your eyes are more open to different things where I love Barry again but it's a very small town so going yeah. from being traveling and being in an Australia and doing all of those things and going to Barrie, you kind of put yourself into such a different atmosphere that like it can be, okay. it can be detrimental yeah. to your mental health sometimes so make sure you guys take care <laughs> <Yeah>. of yourself <laughs> like,
0: thank you thank you I know you I know
1: day trips you come to Toronto you do the things you see the maple leaves you see the Jays. like you yes. the rafters, you do something because like otherwise you're gonna go fucking crazy and you're gonna be like <laughs> get me out of this town because I've been there yeah. I, I haven't lived in Barrie for now going on to four and a half years and and I, I like going there for trips day trips maybe a weekend trip but I don't like staying there for a long time <laughs> yeah,
0: fair, very fair I know
1: <laughs> well I don't I I don't want to cut us short but we won't have enough time to do a this or that uh just because we got into so much and I, just, I know I know that's okay that's okay that just means that you have to come back like that, yes. oh, that yo. I, I literally
0: literally of the same thing I'm once I get set up back home I am 100% down to do this again yeah. I, I want to thank you so much for giving me this opportunity and so many other people this opportunity just to literally just share their story because I feel like a lot of people get their stories shut down and this platform that you're creating is so open, so freeing and this chat was, it, it was really, really, really nice and uh, it, it's keeping me going. So I, I want to thank you so, so much for this opportunity.
1: Of course now we're going to have to plan though for like let's say yes. like a month in from you being back home. Oh, oh February, no. <laughs> oh, no mom. no we're going to because you know what you're going to need and even have your girlfriend come on you guys can both talk yes. come on and we'll talk and share other stories about like your traveling your australia whatever it may be so that you can get that year for feeling because I don't want you guys to like feel like shipping in Barry. So like, I'll, I'll have you guys come on and have an opportunity to talk about all the things that maybe not everybody will allow you to talk about and give you that space. So that you can still feel like that that goodness in in your body and, and be content yes, with being yes, back yes. home. So so I'm opening this up and I'm extending the invite to your girlfriend as well that you both should come on. Okay, we perfect. Should, we should have a chat, talk about a bunch of shit, enjoy the rest of your trip, enjoy Niagara, for sure. <laughs> okay. And then yeah, and then we'll we'll make you guys feel a little bit more connected to all of your stories. <laughs>
0: okay, perfect, perfect, perfect.
1: All right. Well, thank you so much, Adam. Bye, Vibers.
0: All right. Bye.